Good Morning Teacher, I'm Noelle Pickering. On the Good Morning Teacher podcast, we bring practical solutions to busy teachers because you can love your job and leave your work at school. Join us each week to talk through tools and strategies that help you maximize your time and effort both in the classroom and at home. I'm excited to cheer you on as you face the week ahead. Pickering, and let me be the first to say good morning teachers. Today we're talking about three simple strategies that will help you work smarter, not harder. Not only can you start doing these today, but they're practices that I've put into place both personally and professionally. And I'll share a few examples of how you might be able to apply them as well. Plus, I have a great listener freebie that will work in any classroom setting, so stick around to hear how you can grab it. Let's go ahead and jump right in. As teachers, we do many of the same things 180 times a year. Think daily attendance, planning a lesson, grading assignments, or setting up an assignment in your Google Classroom. All of these things take time and energy and are going to be repeated over and over again. So my number one productivity tip is to take the time to go slow now so that you can go fast later. For me, this looks like organizing and creating templates for everything. Our Maneuvering the Middle team just started a huge new editing project with the most beautiful Airtable spreadsheets and templates. And those took us hours to create. But we didn't do that just because we like beautiful spreadsheets. We did it because we knew we were going to repeat the same process a minimum of 60 times. So it makes a whole lot of sense to take that time up front to set up those templates and create those spreadsheets so that one month into the project, we aren't continually circling back and making adjustments because we didn't really think it all the way through. For you, this might look like really utilizing those Google Chrome bookmarks. Think about how many times you type into the search bar or go to the same website. You likely have several websites already bookmarked and they may be sorted based on a default setting of when you actually added them to your Google Chrome. Or maybe you have a Google Drive bookmarked but you actually have to click through about six or seven folders just to get to the specific unit you're working on. Well, that's not super efficient, and I can guarantee that you will be hunting through your email to find some link, only to find yourself spending 10 minutes responding to an email and realize that the one thing you sat down to do hasn't gotten done, right? A better solution is to create folders that open the correct bookmarks for the specific task you're working on. Grading assignments, creating a video, creating assignments in your LMS are all examples of a task that you're going to repeat over and over again. So we can take time up front. Go slow by creating that Google bookmark folder. And maybe let's take the example of inputting grades. You likely have to have your LMS open. Potentially your school has a different grade book. And maybe you're taking a grade out of a website like Khan Academy or something uh, external. By using that Google Chrome bookmark folder, you can very quickly select the folder and then right click and tell it to open all of the websites. In just a few clicks, each website is there ready to go. Another thing that I have found really valuable and have been using for several years now is a website called LastPass. LastPass acts like a digital vault and it saves all your passwords so that you can set up secure passwords and you don't have to remember them all, which is the best part. I cannot tell you how many times I've had to click that terrible forgot password button and go through the process of getting a new password 
when I came to a website that I didn't access regularly. It was painful and it's time consuming. Once I set up LastPass, it was so easy to use. Each time I visit a new website where I need a login, it helps me generate a legitimate secure password, not like the same password with a little tweak to it. And then it saves the information. I just have to remember my one LastPass password to get in. Super easy. This is quite an easy project that you'll be thankful you took time to do. So go ahead and set aside 30 minutes, open your Google Chrome and set up your folders. If you aren't sure what bookmark folders are, don't worry, we've got you covered. Just go to maneuveringthemiddle.com slash episode one and you'll see a quick step-by-step photos of how you can set these up. And while you're there, take a minute to look at LastPass, the password manager, to help you be more productive and also more secure. Now the principle of going slow now so that you can go fast later really can apply to pretty much anything that you're gonna repeat over and over again. And you'll feel so much more accomplished when you go to sit down to complete that task the second or the fifth or 100th time and you'll be grateful you took the time up front. Now that you have all your websites grouped together and easily accessible, let's talk about other tasks that you can group together and what is often referred to as batching. For those of you who aren't familiar with the term batching, batching is a grouping of similar tasks that require similar thinking in order to streamline your completion. Our brains actually have to work so much harder when we are constantly switching between different tasks. For example, if you sit down on your planning period and you enter grades for one class, work on your lessons for the next, and send a parent email, your brain has had to switch gears three different times. But when you plan your to-do list, think about what activities go together as well as which will require more brain power. I was almost always wiped out after school, as I'm sure you are as well. So I love to save tasks like grading papers or entering grades or tidying up my room and any last minute copies for after school, except on my late night, which is what I'll discuss in an upcoming episode. So let's think about what we do as teachers that can be easily batched together. Here's some ideas of things you might be able to batch. Choosing a bell ringer or warm-up each day of the week. If you're going to choose it once, you could choose enough for an entire week or enough for an entire unit. It will just take a little bit longer. If you're teaching virtually, recording all of your videos in one setting is something that you can batch. Now, I totally understand that requires having other materials prepared, but the actual act of recording the videos or getting all of that, those materials out really would be something very easy to batch. It puts you in the same mindset. You can kind of check it off your list. Grading on the same day and in the same setting is really one thing that is very easy to batch. And then again, all of your prep work, if you have copies or lamination or cutting, any of that, better yet if you can ask a parent to help, but any of that is very much batchable. Creating your assignments in your LMS is another option um, to try and do that for the entire week rather than going in each day. So there are a few things you probably don't want to batch, like responding to emails. I'm going to talk more about this in an upcoming episode, but you want to follow your school's policies on this and respond in a timely fashion, which means you can't put off all your emails till Friday or Monday. But you can batch them by just setting a timer for, say, 10 minutes and then only responding to emails in that time frame. Try and avoid that habit of immediately stopping what you were doing to read the new email and then kind of get yourself down a different rabbit trail. Your rest time is also something you can't batch. 
it's easy to wake up thinking about work, go to work, come home, and then do some work later in the night. Try to change your mindset about rest and the fact that rest allows you to be your most productive self when you're actually working. So when we talk about batching and we talk about planning, we have to know what we can batch and we want to use our energy levels. And that's one thing you can consider when you plan your week. There are only so many hours in a day and as much as I wish I could work faster or somehow get more time, we're all limited to that same set of 24 hours. My best advice for teachers and really just life productivity is to plan your week and work your plan. There's something about waking up and driving to work on Monday morning that changes when you have a plan for the week ahead. When you know exactly what you need to do for the day or what you're going to accomplish on your planning period, you're more relaxed, more confident, and more enjoyable to be around. Think about those days when you were completely prepared with your materials, your lessons were hit, and you were able to leave work when you planned. You were likely a joy to be around. Your students and colleagues likely noticed, and if you have family at home, I'm guessing they noticed as well. When I was teaching, my weeks looked very similar and had a really nice rhythm in place. I would grade on a specific day, I would plan my lessons on another day, and I would stay late on Thursday afternoons to make sure I was ready for the week ahead. I was even strategic about the activities I planned for Fridays so that I was able to leave ready for the upcoming week. Years later, now as a mom of two, a wife, and the leader of our Maneuvering the Middle team, things look really different. When my son started kindergarten this year, I realized I needed to go back to that very specific routine and rhythm for our family. So now I spend time on Sundays planning my week, both my work week and also my week for our family with my husband. I think it's important to not only have a to-do list, but a plan for when those to-dos are going to get accomplished. This helps on Monday when the bell rings and your brain is tired and you've answered the same question a few dozen times, you're not wasting 15 minutes thinking about what you need to do. You're able to look at your plan and work the plan. And this is where our listener freebie comes in. This is our Google Hub. It's a weekly plan that we designed for your students, but in reality, it can totally work for you too. You can use it to create a plan for yourself and then you can upload it to your Google Drive so that you have that plan wherever you are. Next week, we'll chat about how you can use the hub with your students. But I don't know about you, I love a resource that has multiple purposes. Now, to grab that Google Hub organizer, head to maneuveringthemiddle.com slash episode one. Not only will you see the hub, but you'll see all the links that I've mentioned in the show, including that quick little tutorial on how to use Google Bookmark folders. So let's quickly recap. You can gain hours back each and every week by taking the time to go slow so that you can go fast later. Batch anything and everything based on the type of task and if you're able to group it together. And then take time to plan your week and work your plan. I would love to know what teacher productivity tips you recommend. So drop a comment in this week's Instagram or Facebook post. And for all the links and resources and freebies mentioned today, in one easy place, you just check out maneuveringthemiddle.com slash episode one. Until next time, friends.